Thanks for tuning in to Multipliers Minute. Here with your leadership key, I'm Emily James, founder of Multipliers Leadership. These leadership lessons will empower you to develop your passion and multiply your influence so you can lead well. Okay, on today's episode of Multipliers Minute, it's going to be about a conversation or discussion around an area that um, oftentimes we uh, try to ignore or put to the side, but is so important to have a good understanding of, and that's conflict resolution. How as leaders, what are the best steps or ways to handle conflict resolution? So I've mapped out kind of five steps that I believe um, if we kind of follow, then as leaders, it helps us to really navigate this area of any sort of conflict within the organization or team or ministry. So I'm talking not necessarily conflict between you and somebody else, but even if there's two team members that have conflict or uh, conflict between a team member and say a volunteer or a staff member and volunteer or whatever conflict it might be. So, you know, one of the things with conflict is the worst thing actually that we can do as leaders is is, uh, try to put it under the rug and just ignore it. That can be detrimental to uh, the team, to the organization, to the ministry, to the vision, to where you want to go, and even to you as a leader. So again, this is an area of leadership where it's like, okay, sometimes we want to just kind of feel like we don't need to deal with it or, oh, there's never going to be conflict within the team. Or sometimes it's like one of those um, afterthoughts. So once conflict arises, then all of a sudden we get spun into this. Okay, how do we deal with it? What do we do? What are the steps that we take? You know, and it's really good to understand, first of all, what kind of person are you? Are you someone that can handle conflict and kind of faces it head on or are you someone that tends to steer away from it and just avoid conflict um either there's two different types of people when it comes to conflict uh you may fit in either one doesn't necessarily make you a bad leader but what it does help us is just to be aware of what is your uh, natural or general response and then that actually helps you to be able to go, okay, am I someone that needs to step out of my comfort zone and out of my box when it comes to uh, a conflict and be able to, you know, have to deal with it? Or am I someone who maybe deals with it and can actually go on the other spectrum where I can let it get out of hand because I'm just kind of a bulldog through conflict and I just don't care what anybody thinks and handle it and get over it and move on kind of person. So those are important things to understand. Um, You know, conflict comes up in every area of our life, whether it be work, personal, family, leadership, teams, um, whatever it might look like, conflict does arise in our life. And so it's a good practice to know, okay, how do I deal with it? How, where are areas that I need to grow in when it comes to conflict what are areas I do well in maybe I'm a really good listener being a good listener is a good thing to have uh, a good skill to have when it comes to conflict resolution so you know start to jot down where are areas that I'm good at when it comes to conflict and where are areas where maybe I need to grow and develop and what kind of person am I when it comes to conflict and what does that mean for my leadership and my team and how I will handle it. 
So let's go through these five steps. Again, this is not a, here is a plan or guideline for you to create a conflict resolution plan. That's not what this uh, podcast or episode is about. It's really about how you as a leader can take practical steps right now before conflict arises within a team or organization and ministry and be able to um, be prepared if and when that happens. And here are just some practical steps that in any setting, in any, you know, whether it's a large organization, a small organization, a large team, a small team, whatever it looks like, these are five steps as leaders that we can begin to prepare to help us deal with conflict. So first of all, I already mentioned it, do not ignore it. Okay, conflict cannot be swept under the rug. Now, I'm talking if there's two team members who somebody used their coffee mug and the other one got disgruntled about it. You know, to some degree, there is a pettiness when it comes to conflict. And we want to make sure that the environment that we're creating isn't... Um, isn't empowering those the pettiness of conflict. So, you know, those are opportunities where, you know, what do we value as an organization and as a leader? We value that we, you know, that this is commonplace, that this is, that we share things or whatever, you know, these, this is just an example, but there can be a pettiness to it. So we want to make sure the environment that we're creating doesn't empower that. Okay. So, you know, it's always good to go back to the values, to uh, the core convictions, the core values of the organization in those moments. And sometimes that's not sitting down and having a formal process of conflict resolution. That's just sometimes reminding a team member or a person that, hey, that's not the kind of attitude that we want to have here as an organization. We want to share. We want people to be able to, you know, we trust people to use our stuff or whatever it is, just as an example. But number one, do not ignore it, okay? Um, don't over... Uh, not everything do you as a leader need to get involved in. So just make sure that it's also not... Uh, your job isn't becoming this resolver of conflict, um, that every little thing they come to you or you feel like you have to get involved in. But when it comes to a level, okay, the leader needs to be involved, don't ignore it. Um, this seems obvious, but actually this is what happens to a lot of leaders where they ignore it and it becomes a larger issue and it actually, uh, again, it can become detrimental. So if it's between you and someone else, you want to make sure, um, again, that you're resolving it um, with that particular person, okay? So, or if it's two team members and then you need to get involved, you want to make sure that they've come to each other and have been able to talk that out first, okay? So you're only getting involved at a level that's needed. So whether that's because the conflict is with you or whether that's because two people have been able to, have been unable to resolve the conflict and so you've gotten involved, okay? And at that point, that's when you want to make sure that you don't sweep it under the rug. Um, and a leader will always, when conflict goes unresolved, 
it always creates a disgruntledness between team members or sometimes the team and leaders and it, a hostility between people. So again, this is why we don't want to ignore it because it these are things that fester. These are things that grow. These are things um, that become the little foxes that kind of get into the organization or the team and create these, you know, kind of passive aggressive moments of people where um, uh, anger comes out or these little sly comments come out because of what occurred in the past that was unresolved. So it's just not a healthy environment that we want. We talked about emotional health. This is a part of emotional health conflict resolution. And so the worst thing, the worst thing that we can do is ignore it. The best thing that we can do is confront it and deal with it. We'll be back with more Multipliers Minutes. We want to take this moment to tell you about our new book, Get Over It, Overcoming Obstacles and Walking in God's Purpose. It's available now on Amazon, or you can get a copy at www.multipliersleadership.com. This book helps you identify obstacles that are holding you back in life and be able to renew your mind in God's truth and move forward in your God-given purpose. So head to multipliersleadership.com for your copy today. Okay, number two, have a policy. I don't care if you're a team within a larger organization. So let's say you're a church. Let's say you're a ministry. And even if you're a leader of a volunteer team, my suggestion is to always have a policy when it comes to conflict. If the organization as a whole or the church or the ministry as a whole or um, at the has already a policy, that's great. Incorporate that into your team. If it doesn't, then I would highly suggest creating one because really this is something where when we don't put it on paper, when we don't have a process, it's left up to uh, people's judgment. And often people are not objective in situations like this. And there's nothing to refer back to uh, when you do need maybe another voice or another opinion, you can always refer back to the policy. Okay, this is how we handle this. Or if someone kind of goes out of the lines, it's easier to kind of ring them back in. So this is why a policy is so important. When we lack the policy or say a code of conduct or anything around how do we handle or deal with conflict, it's left up to judgment and that is just not... Um, that's just not the best way to handle it, okay? Because it will become a me versus you situation. It will become you did this to me. And it just, um, it, it's not healthy for the team. Now, the policy doesn't have to be long. I'm not saying a manual that is like, you know, 10, 20, 30 pages. I'm saying maybe a one pager or maybe five steps or maybe... Hey, if you have conflict with somebody, the first thing that you do is approach them and try to work it out. Here are some easy steps to, you know, bring up a conflict that you may be having. Uh, if it is not resolved, here's the first level of leadership that you would go to. If it can't be resolved at that level, then maybe the board comes in or maybe an outside organization. Whatever those steps that you believe are important or the policy 
uh, that you believe is manageable for conflict resolution within your team and organization, have it down on paper and have it available to people in your team, to employees, to uh, people in the ministry, and it will be so much easier when it does come to conflict. Okay, number three, avoid eyes and use a negative approach, in a negative approach. So um, you want to get away from this me versus you, or if you're the leader and it's two other people that have come into your office having a conflict, a you versus you, um, you want to avoid that. And especially if you, the leader, are having conflict with another person, it's so easy to say, yeah, but I did this for you and then you didn't do this. And the idea with conflict is not to prove a right or wrong or not to prove a you versus me. The idea with conflict is to really come to a common ground of going, okay, what is best for the vision or the organization or the ministry? Now, hear me out. We don't want to neglect people. We don't want to neglect or a kind of... Uh, uh, bulldoze over people we want to listen to them acknowledge them which we're going to talk about next uh, in number four but we don't want it to become a competition okay conflict doesn't result in a competition it results in common ground okay that's the result that we want that's a solution we want to come to a solution as opposed to who was right who was wrong so we want to stay away from accusatory language, okay? So you did this or I did this for you and then you didn't do that. That's not what it's about. You know, it's, it can be brought up, the conflict, but without a uh, defense without and without um, accusing. So those two areas, defending yourself and accusing someone else, we want to stay away from. So really, we want to just go, okay, this is where the conflict is. Now, how can we move forward from this that best fits within the organization and the vision that we have here? What are some values we carry? What's the ultimate goal? And once we have an understanding of that, and as a leader, if you're involved in this conflict resolution, it's so important to bring that back up. Okay, guys, I understand that this is where the conflict is, but this is a value that we hold here at this organization. And so because of that, we're going to actually move in this direction, or we're going to uh, change this and go with that plan. Okay, so when, you be, when you're able to kind of bring that to light, it brings people back to, okay, this, you know, maybe I am just getting... Uh, out of hand here, or maybe, you know, I kind of push this too far, right? When we can come back to that common ground, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? And, and that will better bring people into a frame of mind where they can begin to bring solutions as opposed to problems and conflict. Okay, number four, listen first, repeat second, then talk, okay? So the last thing you're going to do is bring your thoughts, bring your solution. You want to, I'm not saying don't do it, it's just the last thing that you're going to do. So first, you're going to listen. Second, you're going to repeat. Third, you're going to talk. So repeating is really just, you know, repeating back what you believe that you heard. So first, 
even if you're in conflict, if it's just you and someone else that you're in conflict with, listen to them first. If you're the leader there, but it's two people having a conflict and you're trying to help sort it out, listen to both of them, okay? So listen, listen, listen. That's the first thing that uh, as they begin to talk and work this out that you need to do. Then second, go, okay, so I hear you saying, and repeat back what you believe you hear them saying. Just to make sure, again, conflict can become more conflict, can become more conflict when there's no understanding, okay? Or when people assume that they understand what someone else is saying. So we want to make sure that we're repeating back to them what we believe we heard, okay? That gives them the opportunity to correct anything or to say, yes, that's what I'm saying. Then from there, you can begin to flush out solutions, okay? Because everybody has a clear understanding of where everybody stands, okay? So we need to be good listeners if we're going to be good problem solvers. So we want to hear people's side of the story, okay? Sometimes uh, we can assume things. We can have expectations, unrealistic expectations on people. But as we begin to hear their story, and even empathize with them. Empathy, again, we talked about a, a bit about this in emotional health. It's an important skill to have as a leader to really start to see things from your team member's perspective or other people in the organization's perspective and not always through our own filter, our own eyes, okay? But really kind of put ourselves in other people's shoes, okay? So why could this have become a conflict for someone? Or why would this make them so upset? You know, and so rather than just assume that, oh, you're such a baby, get over it, okay? We really want to understand what's going on or was it something that maybe triggered something else? So listen, repeat what you believe you heard, and then begin to come to a solution, okay? Last, number five, always, always, we want the result to be common ground. What is best for the vision and organization or the team? At the end of the day, you know, that's going to be what brings us together. And again, I'm not saying that we neglect people. People are important. Your team is important. The people you lead is important. That's why you are a leader. And I always say people are your greatest resources. People are important. We need to empower people. But what's going to bring people together, what's going to bring clarity to people, which often can resolve a lot of conflict, is the vision, is the goal, is, hey, this is what we're doing together. This is our mission. So let's bring it back to that. Let's refocus. You know, maybe it is something that's become petty or become something that's reoccurring for an unnecessary reason. Those are moments, teaching moments. Use them as teaching moments to go, hey, guys, just remember, this is our vision. This is the goal. This is what, why we do what we do. And that will really help actually clarify and clear up a lot of conflict that may be happening in your organization. Okay, so I'm just gonna recap the five steps again. So first of all, never ignore conflict, okay? As a leader, you need to deal with it. So it's good to understand who you are as a leader, how do you handle it, and begin to understand what your strengths and weaknesses are. What can I draw on? What do I need to work on? Number two, have a policy written down where the team members um, can access it that have 
guidelines, steps, or just give clarity to what do I do uh, to resolve conflict? What do I do if I'm in conflict with someone else? Number three, avoid eyes and use in a negative approach. So no defensive language and no accusatory language. Really trying to um, understand where the issue is and where you need to go. Number four, listen first, repeat second, then talk. So listen to the people, repeat what you believe they said, then talk. And number five, come to common ground. What is best for the vision and mission of the team or organization? And really, that's where the solution comes out of. And again, I truly believe that will empower the people that you are working with or um, that are having conflict. So again, this is a topic where we're like, I, when I deal, when it comes up, I'll deal with it. But it's important to know ahead of time because conflict does happen in every situation, and 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 in every environment, really, with any type of people, it can happen. And so it's best to to really know how am I going to deal with it. And be aware of those things. Where are areas that I need to develop? Am I someone who tends to get defensive? And if you are, you know, as long as you begin to be aware of it and acknowledge it, then you can be able to deal with it when maybe you have to deal with conflict. So making sure that you don't become so defensive or um, trying to listen to that person first and empathize with them will actually help you to become less defensive. Now, I, I will tell you that in a team or organization or ministry where there is a lot of conflict, that tends, uh, especially within team members and or if you're having to deal with a lot of conflict pretty regularly, um, that can that can be um, a, give you a good understanding that there is probably. Uh, an environment where people don't necessarily feel empowered or people don't feel appreciated or um, maybe there's something just within the the morale of the team that needs to be dealt with so or needs to be addressed and so I think a lot of times we uh, we want to make sure that we're not creating environments where People feel like they have to compete with each other because conflict arises. We want to make sure that people don't feel underappreciated because then conflict arises. So these are environments that we can actually, as leaders, if we realize that we're dealing with a lot of conflict, should probably take a moment to really look at, okay, what within the team or ministry or organization is maybe, could be, um, uh, feeding into this or could be a part of this or you know is maybe the reason for it so and really draw in your people and be able to again it comes down to value and go look we value people so we value each other so we want to make sure that there isn't this constant conflict within our team or these constant um uh, arguments or whatever it, it looks like or or fleshes out within that team or organization because you know, really, conflict won't get you anywhere. Solutions will. And so you want to make sure that you're building up a team of solutions and problem solvers and not conflict makers, okay? So I really encourage you as a leader, first of all, take these five steps and go, what does that look like for you and your team and your organization and your leadership? And then really look at 
at the current team or organization that you're leading and go, you know, is there a lot of conflict? And if there is, what could be some of these causes and how can we address them or approach them? Because, uh, again, you want to be an organization or team that creates uh, problem solvers and solution makers and not conflict creators. So thank you again for joining in to this Multipliers Minute. And I encourage you as a leader, jot down ways that you're going to implement these five steps. Thank you for listening to our Multipliers Minutes, where we discuss leadership keys that will empower you to develop your passion and multiply your influence. For more, check out www.multipliersleadership.com.